Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host from Las Vegas. Your other host is on the East Coast. He's in Boston. It's Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Tuesday. We got a lot going on. To me, this college basketball slate tonight yeah. is fantastic, Pritch. We have a lot of really sharp line moves to talk about. Some interesting unranked versus ranked plays. Some really short, kind of fishy favorites. Lay the points. It's easy, but maybe some plays to dog. So excited to break down the college hoops board tonight. But Pritch, we got to start off with some NBA, man. I know it's Super Bowl on the mind, but some big trades going down in the NBA. I'm very surprised that uh, the Kings gave up Tyrese Halliburton. This trade uh, just went down. Halliburton going to the Pacers. Sabonis going back to the Kings. Then earlier this morning, CJ McCollum getting dealt to uh, to the Pelicans here. So if you're Damian Lillard Pritch, I don't know what you're how you're feeling about this one. I think we might get a, a trade demanded by Lillard pretty soon. This is a, a complete teardown, it looks like, with the uh, Blazers. Well, we kind of previewed it because remember the uh, trade a deadline show? I've never seen one of those before, to be honest with you, Josh, but there's one, <laughs> I believe it's on uh, ESPN, so uh, expecting fireworks, and okay, here we go, uh, certainly as we approach the trade deadline, but um, yeah, some, some not surprises. You know, I think Portland indicated that they were tearing it down, not tanking, but tearing it down, right? Uh, and so, yeah, what's going to happen with Dame? That's going to be intriguing to find out. Yeah, and again, the big name to me is Ben Simmons. You know, I read an article, a pretty interesting article on ESPN about how, like, he's still training, he's still working out, but that rift is still there with uh, the Sixers. So does Simmons get dealt ahead of this deadline? You know, what I like to do when it gets to the deadline, Pritch, take a snapshot of all the futures to win the East, to win the West, to win the NBA title. Let's put a, a thumbtail, uh, you know, a thumbtack in it right now, then post-deadline, let's see if any of these teams have moved. Also, looking at when these trades first come down, you know, our team's shorthanded. Like, what jumped out to me is the Magic and the Blazers tonight. Blazers are going to be shorthanded. They just got rid of McCollum. Uh, you know, Nance as well. A couple of supplementary players. Tony Snell. They actually open as a five-and-a-half-point favorite against the Magic. The line is now down to one. Same thing with New Orleans. They're going to be shorthanded. They give up Josh Hart. Looking at the under in that game, that was 227 half down to like 225. So, with these trades, I think the first thing is like, wow, these big moves are going down. But from a betting standpoint, that day, if a team is shorthanded, uh, I think you kind of bet against them in these spots if they just make a move. Yeah, absolutely, Josh. Looking at the Super Bowl, too, if you're a betting man or woman, uh, I, I'm seeing some line movement, Josh. We're down to four now. How about that? Four uh, with the Rams, 48 and a half is the total. I bet the total over 
Uh, cannot wait any longer on that one. Uh, I wanted to go ahead and book that and lock that one in. Tyler Higby on the injury front is probably not going to practice all week. I don't know how impactful that's going to be for the Rams either way. Uh, but, you know, some line movement here, Josh. Did that surprise you? I, I, I knew that was going to happen this week, but not, not on a Tuesday, though. Yeah, so to be honest, Pritch, I was surprised early on that we went four to four and a half. I really didn't see that coming. Remember, okay. this open minus three and a half Rams up to four, then four and a half. I'm not surprised by the four and a half back down to four because I think this is something that, you know, we've been doing a pretty good job kind of highlighting over the last few days, last week into this week. The fact that when you see these line moves, Pritch, at some point you're going to get to a number that just is too high or too low and automatically, not automatically, it doesn't happen every time, but typically you're going to get some buyback. So uh, again, I was surprised that we got to four and a half, but if you stay plugged into the juice, you know, a tip if you're a new better, mm -hmm. don't just look at the spread or the total. What is the juice telling you? That little three digit number, typically with a minus sign next to every odds. The fact that we were plus four and a half, minus 115, minus 120, that was really an indication to me that, hey, we're probably going to trend back down to four, at which point, if you like the dog there, you want to grab the four and a half. Now, if you like the Rams and you're waiting for a better number, now you are getting the four. So it's kind of your preference here. You know, I jumped on the Bengals plus four and a half, Pritch. A couple of things that I look at in this spot, you know, perception wise, you have kind of the anti Bengals bias. You have mm -hmm. the, you know, the pro Rams with star players and in their home stadium, and they were kind of a Super Bowl favorite to begin with. But also, just from a, a betting standpoint, dogs getting three or more in the Super Bowl since 2008. They're eight and two against the spread. Joe Burrow in his career, 12 and seven against the spread as a dog. So I jumped on the four and a half again. We're coming back down to four. Hopefully, if you're listening to our show, Pritch, you got the four and a half. You like the Bengals because it is trending now back. Down. OK, so on the total 48 and a half, uh, what's the juice indicating there? So we're kind of a weird no man's land, Pritch. Really no juice to speak okay. of. Minus 110 both sides. Really the books. I think they probably are, are comfortable. Anytime you see like a move and then it kind of stops and then it's minus 110 both sides, tells me the books probably like exactly where they're at. Remember, okay. that thing actually opened, you know, close to 50. Early movement was on the under. Mm -hmm. We talked to Gamble and Lou. He was saying, hey, if it gets to 48, maybe you buy back and take the over. But right now, I don't think odds makers are kind of showing their hand. It's 48 and a half, minus 110 both sides. But Pritch, there are some signals to the under here. The under's three and zero the last three Super Bowls. If the total's forty eight or more, the under is six and two in the Super Bowl since '08, and we have seen these unders do well this year, eight and four so far. All right, because personally, I'm throwing trends out the window uh, to some extent because two four seats, right? I've never seen a Super Bowl like this before. So uh, looking at this situation, two four seats, a league player or a league quarterback or elite team is not involved in the Super Bowl. Two teams that got hot in the month of December. Uh, even though the Rams had the expectations, and I think there, there you go. The, there, there's the influence right there, Josh. Right, the expectations for the Rams versus the Bengals—they should not even be in the situation in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and again, you know, these public biases are really important because it's not every single time that, you know, I'm a contrarian better. I like to bet against the public. More often than not, the mm -hmm. public loses. More often than not, the public really isn't looking at data, line movement, betting systems, percentages. They're betting based off of gut instinct and bias. So when you get to the Super Bowl, the most heavily bet game of the year for any sport by far those biases are going to creep in and kind of that pro Rams bias. They've been here a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, they trade for a big quarterback versus that anti Bengals bias who, again, we think of them as a really bad team. Obviously they've had a great year this year. Uh, those are the things that can really not make be the only reason you bet a game. But if I feel like I'm getting an inflated four and a half off of an opener, we have some trends to the dogs and you have kind of that buy low sell high bias to me when you add it all together. That's kind of what I like to look for. See outstanding information right there, Josh Applebaum and see, that's what you can get. Uh, if you tune into his podcast, for sure, Josh Applebaum does a fun, 
fantastic job with the with the podcast that he has. He produces each and every day. Uh, we'll get back to that. We'll also get back to some keys to the game coming up for the Super Bowl. From my point of view, as former player, uh, I've, I, I've outlined some keys, Josh, that I think are important uh, for both teams. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. But right now, um, it, it's fascinating where the league is going with all these new hires and first-time head coaches, the influences of Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, McVay, all over the place, right? So we get the news that Dennis Allen uh, is going to be the next head coach with the Saints. Uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. That division is up in the air. But if you look at the Saints and what they have done, uh, they're trying to stay with the continuity on their side. I mean, Dennis Allen, he was uh, the coach when Peyton had COVID. Uh, he knows the roster. He probably knows the personnel in terms of coaching staff, too maybe looking to keep everything together instead of completely changing it. I mean, we're getting late in the calendar, Josh, when it comes to coaches and putting together staffs. And Because after the Super Bowl, you got the combine. you got to get ready for and, and evaluate your own players for the new league year, free agency. Uh, so the Saints were up against it, uh, and they made this decision, uh, I believe, based on that factor. Yeah, that kind of makes a lot of sense, Pritch. And again, you know, pour one out for Eric Bieniemy. Why can't this guy get a job? Oh, I don't man. understand it. This is uh, really, I, I saw something. He's 0 for 21 with the, the opportunities that he ha that he's had. I don't know if that's legit or not, but I thought that was a perfect match made in heaven. You know, you've, you've got, studied under Andy Reid. You're mm -hmm. a former player. You can kind of turn this offensive thing in the dome uh, to a big advantage with your home, home field advantage. I, I don't know if that's kind of a scared move or what, but it just, I always kind of question like, hey, are you just kind of doing like the obvious low-hanging fruit of, of, you know, uh, kind of um, taking a guy who you're already familiar with, who, yeah, has a lot of familiarity, knows the team, stepped in when Peyton uh, wasn't there. But remember, this guy was with Oakland and really flamed out, you know, early on. It had a couple of uh, tough years. I mean, he only coached for like two and a half years here. This is a, a, an indication to me, Pritch, a team that, you know, is in kind of this rebuild. You're, you lost Sean Payton. Drew Brees is long gone. You're in a big cap situation where uh, you may have to cut some guys. Is this a, hey, we're going to have a bad year, and this is like our David Culley, a guy who will just bite the bullet and kind of get us through a tough stretch? That, to me, is what kind of made sense. But, Pritch, what's up with the enemy? Why can't this guy get a job? I don't understand it. Well, I mean, it, obviously it's tough, though, Josh. I mean, I think we're factoring <laughs> that in, right? And, uh, yeah, it's uh, with the meeting that he had um, – he should have had the job, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I think the Saints, which, look, let's face it, the Saints are going through transition, uh, not a well-run uh, organization right now, ownership and all that, too, up in the air. So uh, it, it's probably a blessing, I think, even though you would hope that, you know, you could see Eric Bieniemy in one of the 32 jobs, to be honest with you. But uh, it didn't happen this cycle. We'll see what happens the next cycle. Uh, he's still going to get after it, Josh. He's a competitor out there, so he's still going to get after it. I know that. But Dennis Allen, I mean, it speaks towards the continuity aspect that I think you need this time of year as we get closer and closer to ending the season and looking forward to next year. Uh, and again, that division is wide open. Uh, and so for betters, and you know, you're, you're going to compile information all offseason. Make sure you remember this because that division is in shambles. I think the North and the NFC could be in, in shambles too, depending on what Aaron Rodgers does. Uh, but, yeah, there's so many new head coaches, first-time head coaches in the league right now, guys that flamed out, like you mentioned, with Dennis Allen. I, I, as a better, that is going to be highly intriguing for me next year. Yeah, and one thing I'm thinking about, Pritch, 
uh, we've seen this kind of in divisional unders in general, but think about the quarterbacks in that, in that uh, division there. I mean, who's the best QB? It's probably Matt Ryan, even though he's, you know, on the, you know, 18th green here or 17th green, you know, back at the end of his career. But my thought process is if the quarterback play isn't going to be very good and you have some decent defenses, I'd look toward a lot of unders, especially in that division. You know, if you have a, a 45 and a half that falls to 43 and a half and you have a divisional under between, you know, who is it, you know, the saints and uh, the Panthers or maybe the bucks and, you know, another team here, I'd look toward unders in this division. And also I think it's wide open with the futures prices here. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to get some parity and I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, a team that's plus 800 to win that division ends up winning it. It's really wide open in that spot. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's the, um, theme of the National Football League nowadays because you get the Bengals in the Super Bowl this year, right? <laughs> uh, go figure right there. Uh, do you have questions about betting the Super Bowl? Wonder how uh, about getting an edge or or maybe you're just looking for unusual props or insights from one of our hosts. The VSIN Big Game Help Desk is here to help you. Submit your questions at vcin.com slash Super Bowl and it could be answered by one of our experts on air or on vcin.com. Keys to the Super Bowl come up next right here on vcin. The Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my bro. <laughs> <laughs> The big game is right around the corner, and it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, 
and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, uh, keys to the game. I like doing this, uh, certainly. Uh, it helps me kind of see the game and how to bet the game, too. And that's why I bet the over 48 and a half. Uh, um, based on what I'm thinking and watching on tape uh, of these teams and what each team needs to do in the Super Bowl to get victory. Uh, so let's start with the Rams. You know, the Rams, they have been aggressive. We've seen that, right, all, all playoffs. I mean, against Tampa Bay, they came out firing. Uh, and so, you know, the people with the opinion that this could go under, I, I think, okay, the Rams are going to have to establish the running game and do all that, which I think they're going to have to. But the Rams are going to have to engage Matthew Stafford and make sure that that guy is confident in his football game. Uh, and a way to do that uh, is to be aggressive early. Now, will they go no huddle? Will he allow, be allowed to call plays at the line of scrimmage? I don't know if they're going to do something like that. They could. They should. But being aggressive, meaning throwing the ball down the field and letting him see the defense for the Bengals. Uh, and then also, that'll help the Rams because we know the Bengals, have, they, their defense has been Great, terrific, in fact, in terms of game adjustments defensively, changing their game plan if they need to, but making it difficult for quarterbacks. We've seen that. So, you know, Matthew Stafford is going to have to avoid all that. And to avoid all that, you can't start off this game conservative. You have to be aggressive, in my opinion, with the keys here. Yeah, I love these keys, Pritch. You've been doing a great job all year. I'm, I'm starting to get worried. You may get hired as an offensive coordinator for one of these <laughs> open positions here, but I'm going to make you stay with me and do the show. But, Pritch, I'm right there with you. And, you know, kind of think about Sean McVay, too. Like, it, I saw kind of a deep dive on him calling timeouts and being mm-hmm. a little bit conservative here. So I think I'm, too, you know, to your point here, I think – you, the way you don't want to give the Bengals any life here, give them any kind. And again, I'm holding a Bengals four and a half ticket. So I'm hoping that this thing stays close, but I think if you're the Rams, you want to get up big and then kind of everything falls in your favor. So that's going to really, you know, put a lot of pressure on uh, the Bengals to who want to run the ball, you know, maybe abandon the run and have to throw it. Obviously Taylor's been pretty committed and consistent with kind of his game plan here. But again, you get up big, then you can kind of just play your defense and, and not worry too much about uh, being kind of in a shootout type game. Uh, so I think it's spot on, Pritch. And one thing, I did get a lot of tweets yesterday. We were talking about a prop bet. Remember mm-hmm. we were talking about uh, the touchback, whether it be a touchback right. or not a touchback? Uh-huh. Well, I, well, we, you and I both got hammered with some DMs. And I want to give a shout out to, uh, to Mitch and Polly in the morning. And Mitch kind of uh, mentioned this, but... I got to get your angle here. You know, I was looking at that minus number that there will be a touchback. We're in a dome. You're going to boot it as far as you can. You don't want to make a mistake. It's a feeling out process, but there's actually a really interesting article going around that. If you look at the last 28 Super Bowls, Pritch, Mm -hmm. 26 of them did not have a touchback. So 93% of the, of all the Super Bowls since 1994, the guy ran it out of the end zone. So the minus number is, is it'll be a touchback, but actually the data here is showing that typically they do run it out. Also, Pritch, the K ball, uh, remember there was some news that came out with the flake gate uh, with the K ball and, and the special ball with kicking ball. We heard Pat McAfee say that it's kind of like a rock, like a piece of concrete. So it doesn't travel as far. So anyone who likes that plus money that the guy will run out of the end zone, you have this data in your favor. Again, 26 of the last 28 Super Bowls, the guy ran it out of the end zone. What do you think of that one, Pritch? Well, yeah, I mean, the no has uh, plus money. 
money situation right there. So know what the value. But I, I also mentioned this yesterday that uh, it's your one shining moment, the opening kickoff, Josh. I mean, <laughs> really? Uh, you're not going to return that bad boy? Uh, I, I'm giving them a three- to five-yard buffer on top of that article, which was brilliant. Uh, and great mention by Mitch and Paulie in the morning following money. Uh, but, you know, no, it's incredible to think that, I mean, for instance, if it was me and that was a kickoff and it was two to three, maybe four yards, four and a half yards deep, I'm taking that thing out. There's no doubt yeah, in my Fred, mind. <laughs> I'm probably going to take a knee, Pretch. We'll start at the 25th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then the rest of the game, you'll be on the sideline wishing you took the ball out opening kickoff. But, uh, no, it's, it's that one shining moment. But I, I think it's the one moment, too, for Matthew Stafford. Uh, and another reason to be aggressive, he's on the cusp of being uh, talked about as a Hall of Famer, right? And maybe he is, maybe he's not. But certainly, if he has a great game, uh, if he lights it up, I mean, you look at his stats, he's what top 12 passing yards leader all time uh, with a Super Bowl victory, a, gr- a solid performance. Now the discussion kind of changes for Matthew Stafford to uh, kind of erasing that Detroit era and moving on. But uh, I, I think the Rams offensively need to be aggressive with the quarterback. Defensively for the Rams, uh, they need to be overwhelming. Like you mentioned, I, I believe uh, youth is not – a detriment for the uh, for the Bengals here because they've overcome the fact that they've done so much and just such a young team in core positions. Uh, but this is a Super Bowl, and if you're the Rams, if you get a lead, you can overwhelm them with that defense out there. I think so too, Pritch. And again, kind of my thought process is let's go to some of these sack props. You know, we can look at, right. you know, will a player have a sack, the first sack, the over-under number of sacks. Uh, I want to say the Rams are either two and a half or three and a half with their sacks here, but uh, that's the thing that can really, you know, change this game. You get to the quarterback. We saw the issues that uh, obviously against that Tennessee with the Tennessee Titans, the Bengals get the win, but you get sacked nine times. So, you know, they've done a pretty good job in that, in that Kansas City game, if you're uh, the Bengals, to kind of solidify your offensive line. You know, Burrow was relatively clean in that game and again you know kind of shifting your game plan to maybe add a tight end you know to help a tackle or you know running back or fullback who can pick up the blitz that sort of thing but to your point you know if the Rams can get to Burrow if they can put him in you know third and longs or maybe get a strip sack or you know a fumble something like that to me that that's really your game plan here to, to really make Burrow uh, you know, kind of be quick on his feet and make like with Brady against the Giants rushing up the middle, mm-hmm. you know, kind of getting the ball out quick, not being uh, too comfortable there. Obviously, Burrow has dealt with this uh, all year and really hasn't phased him too much. But to your point, Pritch, looking at some of those bookends, you know, your Von Miller over a half sack, that sort of stuff, that could make some sense. Absolutely. Okay, let's move over to the Bengals. The offense should take shots down the field early, I think, uh, even with uh, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, talking about how he's going to cover Jamar Chase, uh, the go-to guy there for the Bengals, which is fantastic. I think uh, you, you have to believe in Jamar Chase, which I know the Bengals do. But here's here's the thing, Josh, and I've mentioned this on a number of shows across the country already, um, but I'll mention it to our audience right now. The Bengals, even though they want to run the football, you have to get the Rams to commit to rushing the passer. In other words, you have to get Vaughn Miller uh, and Aaron Donald and guys like that thinking, okay, we're going to rush to pass you here in order to run the football, uh, in order for Raheem Morris to think, okay, I got I to gotta protect my secondary here, which he knows he has to. 
that secondary is not a dominating secondary back there. So uh, he's going to have to protect them against those weapons. So the Bengals, they're going to have to establish that. They're going to have to start throwing that football. That's why I liked over so much. And, and some other props we brought up, too, uh, early on this week so far, is some props that could indicate either mistakes or, or certain players taking advantage of the aggressive nature by both teams early on in the game. We'll see how the game settles out, though. But the Bengals will run the football. But in order to do that, they're going to have to create dime personnel, uh, six defensive backs on the field for the Rams, as well as the Rams committing to the fact that on early downs, maybe we got to defend the pass more so than the run. And what's the best way to kind of stop a really good defense pitch or mitigate them? You know, a good pass rush, get the ball out quick. We've right. seen Brady do this his whole career. Burrow, you know, drawing some early comparisons here based on kind of his swagger and his demeanor. But again, getting it out quick. If you're getting it out, you know, one and a half seconds, you know, around there or less than two seconds, it, no matter what offensive line you have, it's kind of hard to sack a quarterback in that short of a time. Now, one player that I did notice over the last couple of days that got some more juice to his over was Tyler Boyd Pritch. Mm -hmm. I think we're all yep. focused on, you know, Jamar Chase and, you know, Ramsey said he wants to cover him and T Higgins is an, another kind of trendy over because T Higgins has been lighting up in the postseason but Tyler Boyd could could be a guy to keep an eye out for he's kind of not the guy that you think of he's maybe the third or fourth option here but one thing I noticed is his over under receptions Pritch is three and a half and it was minus 150 the other day to the over now it's minus 165 to the over so it looks like Boyd taking in uh, some money here to his over three and a half now throughout the playoffs he had four catches against Kansas City he only had two against Tennessee mm -hmm. but then he had four again against Vegas so if you're in that like third and seven you got it you know again I'm not big on like uh, Boyd's rece uh, receiving yards prop but getting four catches I think that's doable the juice is moving to the over I would look at Boyd getting four catches in this game yeah I was watching some tape too and then how Higgins was used early on and throughout the season uh, this is a guy who's a humongous target too for Burrow the catch radius uh, really comes into play right there defensively I, I think for the Bengals, they have to have good eyes because the Rams, we know what they do with play action. Uh, they do make the pass look like the run or the run look like a pass. I mean, uh, however you want to phrase it there. But, uh, no, they have to have good eyes. They cannot be fooled uh, by formations, the movement of Cooper Cup, the movement of certain players uh, and things that, like that that Sean McVay potentially is going to throw at this Bengals defense. they got to be disciplined out there, Josh. Yeah, they really have to be disciplined. And again, a lot of their defensive backs have a lot of tackles. If you look at Von Bell yeah. or Woozy, I think they're like three and a half, four and a half, something like that with their tackles. Some of those defensive backs, they're juiced up over to their tackles. All right, we'll see how the game unfolds, though. Looking forward, forward to betting this thing in game, though. I cannot wait to do that, Josh. Josh, we got some more props we're going to go over. Uh, not, not a lot of money that you're going to put on these props. Maybe some pizza money, maybe a slice of pizza money. We're going to get to those coming up next. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge, or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Winter Green, Citrus, and many more. 
Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's cyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. Josh, we will get to the NBA news trade deadline. Uh, some big, nah, maybe big trades uh, approaching, some rumors anyway. Uh, we'll get to all of that. Some big games, too, in the association and college basketball. But these uh, props that uh, are dropped or that have dropped uh, for the Super Bowl, uh, very interesting because according to BetMGM, listen to this, Josh, they've taken more money on the coin toss than popular player props like Joe Burrow passing yards or Joe Mixon uh, rushing yards, Odell Beckham Jr. receiving yards. Can you believe that? It really is unbelievable. Pritch, I'm going to kind of annoy people. I'm going to be Clint Eastwood and Grand Torino and I'm going to do the whole get off my lawn thing right now. <laughs> okay. uh, to me, I'm a don't bet the coin flip kind of guy. I'll tell you why, Pritch. Number one, it is really, really popular. And again, it seems harmless. It's kind of an obvious thing. Like, you know, isn't it nice? We can just heads or tails 50-50. We got a 50-50 shot. If we get it right, we can cash a bet before the game even begins. It kind of gets you started off on the right foot. But here's the thing when you look at kind of the analytics and the, and the, and the math behind it. Number one, we're, look, we're betting on something that's a 50-50 outcome. Again, it's either heads or tails. But the price of the juice isn't priced on a 50-50 outcome. The minus 105 on both sides with a coin flip, it actually translates to an implied probability of 51.2%. Now, that may not seem like a big deal, but basically you're paying for something that happens 51.2% of the time when in reality it only happens 50% of the time. So in that regard, you're paying something, basically a higher price than what it's worth. So my thing would be don't bet the coin flip because, mm -hmm. again, you're paying something higher than it is. But the other thing is if you're going to bet it, shop around. You know, a lot of books are minus 105 both sides. You may see book, some books that are minus 107, minus 103. At least if you're going to bet it, try to get as close to even as possible. Now, if the coin flip is, you know, even money both sides, plus 100, plus 100, then hey, give it a shot. That's that's kind of a true number there. But the whole point of this thing is you're paying a higher price than what the actual outcome probability is. For that reason, I don't bet the coin flip. Uh, but Pritch, is it true tails never fails? I don't know. If in that regard, throw away everything I just said. Well, take the tails. well correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Josh Applebaum, that <laughs> last year on this very program, because Brent Musburger, I remember Brent Musburger said he had to pull over to the side of the road listening to you, break down and handicap the coin flip. Because last year, a year ago, you were doing that. Am I, am I wrong in saying that? You're totally right, Pritch. Okay. And I, I've learned I've learned my lesson. And I, I felt like I got a really good source. Someone DM'd <laughs> me and they said, Hey, I, I know the person who has the right, commemorative right. coin and you know the weight of the heads coin is 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 like 0.01, you know, ounce uh, heavier than the other, therefore it's more likely to go on tails. So yeah, I don't wanna I don't wanna annoy uh, the legend Brent Musburger anymore. So I'm gonna go back to my my comfort zone and just say, Hey, you're paying too high of a price, don't bet it at yeah, all. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, I have all the events to watch a coin flip, and we do that only because a lot of people are betting on it. And according to Betum GM, they've taken in more money on the coin toss than any Player prop, Burrow passing yards, Mixon rushing yards, Beckham Jr. Uh, receiving yards. That's that's incredible uh, to to witness that right there from Betham GM. Uh, okay, how about the color of the Gatorade bath? Um, the orange it's plus two hundred, blue plus three hundred. Again, slice of pizza money, right? Uh, yellow, green, lime plus 
<laughs> 450. I mean, isn't that the same? Yellow, green, lime. I mean, that's probably pretty much the same right there. Plus 450. Clear. I've never seen clear, I uh, guess, water. Okay. Plus 450. Uh, and, and then uh, red or pink, plus 800. Never seen pink. Uh, and then purple, indigo, violet. They're covering all their bases right here, Josh. 10 to 1. Yeah, I don't know what other color isn't listed there. I think we got them all. Um, but, Pritch, you know, with this one, it's interesting. You know, I don't have a ton of data on this, but I feel like the favorite doesn't typically cash in this award. So, again, the favorite is orange plus 200. Uh, but typically, you know, whether it's clear or a color you're not mm -hmm. expecting, sometimes it's kind of a long shot. This is one of those prop bets where, again, I'm only going to bet this if I feel like I have information or a source. So I'll give you a little uh, kind of uh, detail here, Pritch. A couple Super Bowls back when the Patriots beat the uh, Rams 13-3, to I had, again, someone in my DMs kind of saying, I know the guy who knows the guy who knows the guy. Also, if you have like uh, on Twitter, sometimes, you know, someone will take a photo of uh, the Gatorade that they're filling up and it'll be dark or, or light. So this is kind of a source play. If you want to have some fun, I would actually take a shot on maybe like, you know, I don't know, yellow green line plus 450, clear plus 450. The clear one is interesting because um, you think of all these colors, but we have seen clear a uh, couple last few years, whether it's water or, uh, you know, I don't know, the Gatorade Arctic Fierce Pritch, kind of that clear like vitamin water one. Glacier freeze, uh, right, right. Glacier freeze, that's right. Yeah, so <laughs> that could be it as well. Um, so, yeah, I would maybe if you're going to do pizza money, I'd take a shot on one of these dogs here. It's just to me anecdotally or at least the last few years, I feel like the favorite doesn't cash in this one. But this is kind of the ultimate, uh, you know, uh, you know, scratch ticket here. I would also look at the line movement. Like if clear is 450 today, but we get to Saturday, it's down to, you know, plus 250. That line movement could be someone knows something. The guy who works here knows the guy who filled it up, and he told his buddy it's pink. That sort of thing. Sometimes mm. the odds can change. Yeah, I mean, that's the intel you can get from, like, the trainers, right? Uh, who's going to yeah. be align themselves <laughs> next to the training staff for the Rams and the Bengals? Bengals are flying into L.A. Uh, as we speak. I, I believe they're going to get there today. So uh, maybe we can get some more intel on that one uh, for that prop bet. How about the first scoring play, the Rams TD? Uh, plus 175 Bengals TD plus 240. How about that? Um, Rams field goals plus 350 Bengals field goal plus 375 and the Rams safety 66 to one Bengals safety 66 to one as well. Just just the odds, you know, those first two early ones favor the Rams. I mean, anticipation of the Rams and, and all the star players that they have on their football team. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. The Rams have gotten off to fast starts in the playoffs. We obviously know the Bengals. Sometimes they're a little bit slow. Uh, obviously a great live line team here when you can bet on them when they're down and it feels like they're out of it. That's typically when they make their move. So it makes sense. A lot of these Rams, you know, scoring opportunities are the favorite. Obviously touchdown plus 175 uh, for the Rams. Also Rams field goal plus mm -hmm. 350. That could be worth a look. I would say, though, the safety uh, for both teams, 66 to 1, you're probably going to get some pizza money on that. Right. But a lot of wise guys always uh, seem to bet no on the safety, no on the overtime. So even though it's a big, big payout here, and who knows, it could happen, it's pretty unlikely here. I'd lean on the Rams, either a touchdown field goal in this one. I'm going to think that we could see a lot of mistakes in this game, though. Uh, I keep going back to the nature of these two teams, and we've seen mistakes be made by both these teams along the way. Uh, and, and I, yeah, I mean, I think there could be uh, an increased probability there that mistakes could happen more so than not uh, in the Super Bowl. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you look at the offensive line here of the Bengals, that always gives you some some worries here. What if Pritch, you know, uh, what the trend that we talked about with these, what was it, 24 of 28 or 26 of 28 opening kickoffs are out of the end zone, not a touchback. 
Uh, what if a guy runs it out because he's overzealous? They get tackled at the five. Then you kind of you're up against it here. I could see that maybe causing a fluky type situation. Uh, but Pritch, speaking of special teams, what do you think of Rich Bisaccia, uh going to the the Packers here? Can he fix all the issues uh, that the Packers have been having with their special teams? Well, he can't be any worse. That's for sure. Uh, I mean, what they had out there was a travesty. Uh, and it cost a man his job, obviously. So, yeah, I believe so. Rich Bisacci as well, I'll respect it as a special teams coordinator. Uh, he had the interim head coaching uh, title last year for the Raiders. Got the job done, got them to the playoffs, but that wasn't good enough, as obviously the Raiders have completely blown out everybody <laughs> in the front <laughs> office and the coaching ranks. Uh, winning margin, the Rams uh, – by one to six points plus 300, the Rams by seven to 12 points plus 360, uh, Bengals by one to six points plus 375. And then um, you think about the Bengals seven to 12 plus 625. Uh, where are you going with this one? Any, any winning margin prop bet that interests you? So I would be intrigued by the chalk there, Pritch. Rams by one to six points plus okay. 300. Now think of kind of what the odds makers are telling us. And again, you can kind of use the full game odds to maybe work your way through a prop bet that kind of makes sense. So to me, the one to six points winner at plus 300 has value. Remember, uh, this game opened three and a half, met up to four and a half. We're seeing some buyback on the Bengals, four and a half back down to four. So that kind of margin based on the spread is right up the alley of that one to six there. Um, now, again, could they win by more? Could you have the Bengals with an upset victory? That could maybe happen but based on basically the numbers that we're seeing here mm -hmm. uh that margin of victory especially with you know the Bengals playing all these close games and even uh the Rams here Pritch you know they've needed some walk-off kicks and you know kind of these close games that they win with a field goal if you're getting six when in reality I'm betting the Bengals plus four and a half now they could win the game and you could lose that bet if the Bengals pull off the upset but one to six points at plus 300 to me it's chalky but it's kind of worthwhile right I mean the Rams with the mom spaghetti all over the shirt because in the game against Tampa right uh, they were coughing that ball up and so there you go Tampa Bay got back into that one uh, and if you have a ticket on the Bengals plus 300 I mean, on the other side with the Rams, you know, that kind of chance right there, too. Uh, so many ways to wager this game. We'll get to more of those throughout the week for sure. But coming up next, uh, big trades in the NBA as well as big games. It's coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. -O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. <laughs> This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Just place a $10 money line wager on any game. If either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Plus, earn M Life rewards that can be redeemed for hotel rooms and dining at any MGM resort. BetMGM is proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Once again, it's bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets. If a three-pointer is made in the NBA game you wager on, uh, get to BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. So new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets and site credit. Uh, free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. 1-800-GAMBLER if you feel that you have a gambling problem. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, your host in Vegas. Your other host, Josh Applebaum, out on East Coast in Boston. So, Josh, uh, you mentioned it already at the top of the show, but we'll repeat it again about the trades in the association. Uh, Blazers trading C.J. McCollum and Larry Nance Jr., Tony Snell, to the Pelicans in exchange for four players, three future draft picks as well. What do you make of that? Uh, uh, You know, we're just a couple days away from the NBA trade deadline. Yeah, this was kind of a surprising one to me because you keep hearing that the Blazers want to build around Damian Lillard. Well, how can you build around a guy if you're getting rid of all of his supporting mm-hmm. cast? Like, that doesn't make too much sense. also read a report that they want to build around Anthony Simons, who's a young player who, with uh, Damian Lillard, Lillard being injured, he's really stepped up, averaging, I think, over 20 points a game in general. So I don't know what the management is doing out there in the, with, uh, with the Blazers. Like, if you look at what they started with versus what they have now, they've given up multiple picks and really haven't gotten a lot back in return. It could be getting under the, the salary cap, the, the luxury tax here. So maybe it's just a money component. But I think if you're Damian Lillard, you cannot be happy with what's going on there. You saw your uh, your backcourt duo there with Lillard and McCollum. That's broken up. Now you got a lot of guys that have been let go uh, to me, especially with Powell with that trade with the Clippers. So I don't know what's going on with the Blazers, but to me, it's going to increase the likelihood that Damian Lillard is going to maybe request a trade here. I didn't really get that one. The other one that didn't make sense to me, Pritch, Tyrese Halliburton. Mm-hmm. Halliburton's like a really good young player there mm-hmm. for the Kings who, you know, you can build around, who's got a really blossoming young player with a, a bright future here and you deal him for Sabonis. That one didn't make sense to me either. I, I, I thought Halliburton, I would maybe consider him the better player just in general. It's always weird what the Kings are doing, Pritch. They, they spend a lot of money. They have these high picks, but it's just like wash, rinse, repeat. They can never get any traction going. So those were surprises to me. Yeah, a surprise, but not really. I mean, those teams like that are trying to search for themselves. And, and you know, they were loaded. They had a number of guards uh, on that roster already. But uh, I don't know if they'll figure it out. I mean, that, that's, I mean they're still the Kings. I go back to Mitch Richmond 
uh, you know, when you think about the Kings, right? But uh, we'll see if they figure it out. They were scrappy last year, I thought, competitive at times. Uh, we'll see if they can get it together, though. Uh, Josh, some of these games in the association, I think marquee games, obviously. I mean, you got Suns uh, and the 76ers. I mean, my goodness, uh, Embiid is a monster. Uh, you wonder if the depth of Phoenix can help out that situation. Two seventeens and a half is a total. Um, the, uh, the Sixers are laying one. Do you have a lean or opinion on this game? I do. Uh, right off the bat, why are the Sixers favored against the Suns, Pritch? This is a head scratcher. The Suns have uh, the best record in the NBA, 43 and 10. They've been unbelievable uh, covering numbers, you know, both home and road. Uh, but the thing here is, if it looks fishy, there's a reason behind it. Mm. I'm on the 76ers okay. here. I'm, I'm going to lay the minus one with the 76ers. Uh, this is one of the most, or I think the most lopsided game of the night where you have almost 80% of bets grabbing the Suns. You can't blame the public. They're awesome. They're getting a point. This is one of those you go on Twitter and people are, hey, the wrong team is favored when in reality the right team you know Vegas doesn't get these things wrong but to me the public is all over the Suns yet the Sixers open as a one-point favorite and Pritch I'm seeing a couple shops go to minus one and a half so it wasn't like a you know an opener of one with Philly and now it's flipped with all this money on the uh, the Suns to now Suns minus one or minus two it's actually gone further here to the 76ers so that tells me even though you have heavy heavy public betting on the Suns mm -hmm. the line is going to Philly I want to be with that kind of sharp reverse line move this is kind of the ultimate fade the trendy dog spot part of it may be kind of a rest first tired matchup this is the second leg of a back-to-back -back for the Suns right they just beat Chicago 127 124 Sixers have been rested they haven't played since since the sixth but again everyone's running to the window give me the point there with the Suns Yet it's actually staying the same, moving further to the Sixers. I'm on the Sixers in this one, Pritch. I'm a big Embiid fan tonight. Hey, you know what? That's not. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, right there. The guy's been phenomenal. <laughs> uh, this is a showcase game, though. I mean, like you said about the Suns, uh, historic what they've done on the, on the road so far uh, in this season. How about your Celtics uh, in the Nets? Now, before I get to the line, uh, Harris, Joe Harris for the Nets out. Kyrie Irving obviously out. Uh, Aldridge out. Harden out. <laughs> hamstrings for Harden. Uh, uh, you know, what do you do with this game, Josh? I mean, the Celtics minus eight and a half on the road and the Nets uh, with their B team out there, 212 and a half the total. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, Pritch. This is a big injury play if you want to back the Celtics. Uh, the Nets have a bunch of guys out. Kyrie, Durant, Harden, you mentioned that. There's a report that, that Harden is being uh, held out intentionally by the team. So is there insubordination or – <laughs> yeah, they say hamstring, but something's up with Harden. I don't know what's going on there. Um, you know, the other thing that that if you're a, if you're a Nets fan or just interested in the governor of, of New York, uh, Catherine Hochul, she just announced that they're probably going to lift that mask mandate in New York, Pritch. So Kyrie Irving may be able to play some of these home games as soon as next week. So kind of an interesting nugget there. But uh, I would go Celtics or nothing. I don't love that. You know, it's a big public play, and it seems too obvious with everybody out for the Nets. Just take the Celtics here. But they did get hit with some respected money. They open as a six-point favorite. They're up to minus eight and a half. You're definitely getting the worst of it now at this point, which I'm not happy about. But the Celtics have been playing well. They've won a bunch of games in a row. Uh, I'm wondering if they're still going to trade Marcus Smart. You've heard rumors rumors about that. Um, but with the, the Nets as well, they're in a, a tough tailspin here. They've lost a bunch of games in a row. Again, you mentioned it, Pritch. This is going to be the B squad here. So I'll go Celtics or nothing. But it, it always worries me if I'm like with the public on the back end of a line move mm -hmm. uh, in like an obvious play type situation. So I'd go Celtics or lay off this. Great game. games in the association. I mentioned, okay, how about Bucks Lakers? Uh, Milwaukee on the road, minus three and a half. Uh, 233 and a half uh, is the total, Josh. You got day to day questionable players, star players, LeBron uh, and Anthony Davis uh, on that side. But then, uh, you know, uh, you know the Bucks.
Bucks uh, and what they bring to the table. I'm looking forward to this game, Josh, laying three and a half. Yeah, Publix just laying the points of the Bucks here, and you can't blame them too much. You know, they've been great this year. They're really hitting their stride, trying to defend their crown. But it opened three and a half, pretty much stayed three and a half, even though you're getting about 75% of bets on the Bucks. So maybe a little line freeze action here to the Lakers. It does look like they're going to get, uh, it does look like they're going to get LeBron back tonight. I think he's probable. Anthony Davis probable as well. So again, it looks like maybe some liability there on the Lakers plus the points. And do we get a very high scoring game? It opened 230. It's all the way to 233 and a half. Uh, if you look at some of these really high totals, um, they're not that great to the over. Actually, when it's 230 or more, the under is 29 and 26, 54%. Nothing crazy there. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Does it get to four? Do you see it fall to three? If it falls to three, that would kind of give me uh, you know, some confidence here. The Lakers are really taking in respected money. But as of now, a line freeze with a lot of over money in this one. Okay, I mentioned that at the beginning of the show. I mentioned that at the end of the show here with the Market Insights podcast that you can catch each and every day. Josh Applebaum does an outstanding job. College hoops, a uh, couple of big games uh, on the schedule tonight as well. What do you think? Yeah, we have a ton of really good games tonight, Pritch. I'm just going to go lightning around through these because okay. we want to get as many as we can. But uh, Marquette, Connecticut, this is a really interesting one. This reminds me a lot of the spot that Illinois was in against Wisconsin last week, the spot that uh, Arizona was in against UCLA. Everybody is on Marquette, everybody mm -hmm. and their mother, Pritch. They're coming off that big win uh, over Villanova. They won as a dog. They're plus four and a half there. We have almost 90% of bets on Marquette. But the line's actually moving toward Connecticut here. Connecticut open, laying five and a half. At one point, they got all the way to six and a half. They're back down to six. They've kind of been going back and forth. But either way, you have a huge majority of bets on Marquette, yet Connecticut opens as a favorite, stays a favorite, has even become more of a favorite. Uh, and I think the public is just like, hey, two ranked teams take the dog. Connecticut's lost two in a row. I like Connecticut here to cover this number. I'm, I actually laid the five and a half in this one, Pritch, pretty much at six now. I'd still play it, but a very fishy number. Connecticut looks like a sharp fade the trendy dog play. The other one that really caught my eye, um, Auburn and Arkansas. Pritch, we have Auburn, the number one team in the country, only mm -hmm. one loss. Why are they only laying a point and a half on the road against an unranked Arkansas team? Doesn't that seem fishy? Oh, the SEC, I like man. The SEC, <laughs> yeah, the home crowd. They, they give their teams a boost. Mm -hmm. I like Arkansas here. Shop around if you can find a plus two. You may only get a plus one and a half. But Auburn is getting almost 80% of bets, yet they've actually fallen. They opened two. Now they're down to one and a half. Looks like Arkansas is taking in some money. If you like Arkansas, you probably like Texas A&M as well. They're at home against LSU. LSU opened as a two-point favorite. That line's down to one or one and a half. So some money coming in there on Texas A&M. Then the one I'm really excited to sweat tonight, Pritch, uh, is Illinois. Illinois going to Purdue. I like Illinois in the points in this one. Purdue opened as around a six and a half point favorite. The line is now down to uh, to five and a half at some shops. So money is coming in on Illinois. Ken, Ken Palm's got them losing by five, so you're still getting decent number five and a half. And don't forget about revenge angles, Pritch. You had Illinois losing double overtime only about a month ago uh, to uh, Purdue. I like him to keep this thing close. I'm going plus five and a half Illini. All right, great job right there, Josh. And again, more in-depth information on the Josh Applebaum podcast, Market Insights podcast. Cass, you got to get to that. Uh, that path, the podcast is outstanding. Great job, Josh. We'll see you tomorrow. The Edge coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. 
It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.